Welcome to episode eight of the Becoming More podcast, where we get into the weeds talking about transformations or and how people have changed their lives and helped others do so as well. Uh, today, I'm joined by Bob Rayborn. I've known Bob for quite a while, uh, about a year. Uh, Bob, how are you doing today? Good. How are we doing? We're doing fantastic. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. So I like to ask each guest um, kind of like their bottom line of their uh, weight loss journey so far as that's what we mostly focus on here. Uh, so what would you say like your bottom line is so far? Yeah, so over the last two and a half, three years, I'm down 80 pounds. It's awesome. It's great because I mean, <laughs> anybody that has gone on a journey knows how hard it is to lose even, you know, 50 or 25. I mean, depending on how much you have to lose. <clears throat> I constant struggle as <laughs> it never goes away <laughs> yes exactly there have been like a hundred plus restarts so you know that's always uh oh, I, I hear that and then there's a time <laughs> where, you, where i don't know if you're like me but where i just want to have the thing i want and i don't really care what it's going to do and then i'll just it'll just sidetrack me a little bit and then i'll get back on the horse keep riding along yeah absolutely it's always the okay i'm gonna have one meal and then it's okay well, i'm gonna have two meals and then it's like well it's just the weekend and then it's like well, it's Monday, but something's happening Thursday and Friday. So might as well just, you know, call it a week and then a month. And then you're like, oh, hey, I should probably go back to like being good. Yeah. The, the worst, I think, is the grocery store when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Click list. Pick up. Yeah. Never. One, I'm super thankful for my wife because I don't even know how to do any of that stuff. I just know the groceries appear either at my front door or I have to go get in the car and get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. All right. So I like. I like to get a background on everybody kind of like because like so like for me like I started I was always heavy like as long as I can remember like to like age eight or so um were you like heavy growing up or did you like gain it like college like get the freshman 50 or uh like just an accumulation over time yeah so I was heavy growing up um it's funny because everyone mentions like oh I would be if I'm like afraid to take my shirt I wouldn't take my shirt off I wouldn't take my shirt off because I'm so white that after 15 minutes, I had become a lobster. So I never had to deal with that. And so I never really realized it until high school, how heavy I got, because I was really active with the Boy Scouts and then Venture Crew, which is just like older Boy Scouts, essentially. And we did a week long backpacking trip. And it was like 10 miles, mm -hmm. one way in one for one of our like yearly trips. And I was dying, dying. Yeah. And so when I came back, I'm like, okay, I weigh 300 pounds. I'm never going to let myself get past 300 pounds. And then I went to college and then I met my now wife who is a amazing cook. And, uh, and then I, you know, weighed myself one day when I saw a picture, I'm like, Ooh, that's not looking great. And then I weighed myself. I'm like, I need a bigger scale. And then when you have to buy the bigger scale, you know, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the XL seven hundred scale is my favorite. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I when I had to get that, and I'm like, I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> it's it's like what you see on the like any of those weight loss or uh, like my six hundred pound life shows, where they're like scales scales wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, can't possibly be right. All right, so um, so like you said, you got up to a certain amount, um, and then what was like the was there like an event that got you to start like to get down so obviously you said you had like stop stops and starts so was there an event that like finally like you're like i need to get down because this is too much or was it just like an accumulation of over time you're just like i just can't keep doing this because it's like hard on the knees or was there like somebody that came to you and said like you need to like uh get healthier or any of those things yeah so it was um so we took a trip to denver to go see the broncos play and 12-hour car ride was super uncomfortable the majority of it and when we got there we rented like an airbnb like a little one-bedroom condo and like i couldn't really fit in the bathroom right mm -hmm. and i had no room to like maneuver and then like just cleaning myself became like problematic almost and i'm like what that's not a thing like that yeah. what and so once I saw it for like, I realized it once and then I kept realizing it. I'm like, okay, that's not great. Like that is not something that a grown man like 
So once it became that situation, I'm like, well, maybe let's, and I had been trying to lose weight since I was 15, mm-hmm. but it finally like clicked. And I think it was a lot more information too. Like I finally wasn't like, oh, like eating clean and like, wasn't trying to like, oh, low fat, low fat yogurt's good for you. Like actively tracking, actively like working on mm-hmm. making sure that I'm staying in a calorie deficit, working out. Yeah. And I feel like so many of the, I mean, anybody that grew up in the nineties, like every, there were so many uh, diet things like marketed towards us, like between slim fast. And then I remember there was one in the early 2000s called right size smoothies. Cause I bought some and, uh, um, and all kinds of things like that, that just were like marketed. It's, it's kind of like how now like everything is marketed keto. Right. Oh yeah. Um, same, 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 same concept where we're just seeing like, like a huge amount of effort going in towards that. And then it doesn't, it's not, it's not meant to always help you stay on it because they want you to keep coming back and buying more because they want you to be in a cycle of dependence. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting to see all that. And the best part about that, you know, Slim Fast, Weight Watchers, uh, oh, it was the Atkins diet for a while. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I remember that one. And just every type of fad diet and you know, losing, losing five pounds isn't losing five, 10 pounds isn't hard. It's the fact that when you go off of it and then you eat a cheeseburger again mm-hmm. and have, you know, a beverage of choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, up. um, I had family members who had the little, you ever see the ones that have like where the people would like rub like their ears. Cause they had like some like balls or something. They were like metal yes. balls and they would rub them to like, I don't know. I don't know what it did, but it would like get them to not want to eat or something. And, and they lost like a bunch of weight. Use it. I think it's like something with pressure points or something. I don't know. I don't know the whole deal. But they lost a bunch of weight, and then as soon as they weren't doing them anymore, it just came right back on. Because <laughs> because if if you if you can't sustain it, it's not going to last. Absolutely. Like, and, and that's Maybe. like that's like people are always like to me because you know I've lost a good amount in three years ish, and they're always like, well, how did you uh, like what what are you doing? And then they're like, well, why don't why aren't you doing it like harder, right? Because and I'm like, well, because I know I can sustain this and because I can still have cake and I can still have Reese's and I can still like I can still treat myself at times and where I my whole life was pretty much a treat. But um, it, it's, it's a lot it's a lot easier to be sustainable and something that I can do like long term. It might take me five years to get there, but it's better than like I do it hard for two years and then, oh, I, I get off of it. And then I'm like right back at where I was or somewhere close to that. Yeah. Or then you become like, you are, you do get some sort of recognition on Instagram or whatever platform for whatever reason. And then if you start to gain weight back, it's like, what's going on? Why are you gaining weight back? What's it going to be like? Oh yeah. You can see if you follow any large account, because yeah. as soon as people like do that, there's, I mean, there's websites de- dedicated to uh, following some of these people that are like huge, like million subscriber accounts on in the weight loss community. And, and it's just like people just bashing them like nonstop. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not, I'm not that. It's, it's so insane to me. And if you want to do that, if you want to eat a thousand calories or go down to whatever extreme to get there and then figure out how to maintain it. Good for you, man. That's I, I'm the same boat though. I wanted to do something that's sustainable that, you know, you can actually do. And when you're as big and when you have as much weight to lose as us, mm-hmm. we lose it fast i mean that's fast and yeah if you lose 40 pounds 60 pounds 80 pounds in a year over two years however long you're still going the right direction mm-hmm. yeah i i've kind of uh, done a joke and because i've been on a few podcasts that weren't this one and i've said you know i've lost 100 pounds in eight months twice because i'll go on like a really good let's say a streak for those eight months and then i need to like maintain for a while because I, I need to like my body needs time to like reset and get used to being like going from 600 to 500 to 400 ish. Um, so you, you mentioned that like when you started, you know, you, you got into tracking. Um, so w- was there any like nutrition plan that you followed at first to get started? Or was it just like, you just like got full into like the, re- like you researched like macros and how to like what you should have, or did you use like, you know, a nutritionist or how did yeah, that start? I, yeah, I, uh, I just, Really, it was my fitness pal and just tracking everything. And then I guesstimated a number that I should have been eating. And then I um, heard from 
a like I wouldn't even call him an influencer, just someone, just a social media like presence, which was the guy that actually trained Gary Vee, the book behind you, um, mm-hmm. Jordan Syed. So he was like, hey, this is the number, like this is what I recommend. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I did the research into that. And then it's like, that's eh, just a really easy calculation of TT or TD versus, you know, whatever. So I'm like, cool, shoot for that number and my fitness pal. And that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I think like you pointed out a book on my shelf. That's you're the first person that's done that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, most of them are like little slim books that people can't read. Uh, um, so while while you were doing the tracking, did you? Um, so I I, I talked because I kind of coach some people, like not not official or anything, but I like friends. Right. And I always tell them like like my biggest key to them is like don't bullshit yourself because if 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 there's somebody you don't want to bullshit, it's yourself. Um, and like, like one person uh, won't, won't even track. Like they, they, they were like, yeah, I, I can't track. I'm like, it's really easy. Um, you just have to enter all the food you eat and then that's it. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, and, and, and it's just, it's funny. Cause you know, they, that person wants to lose, like they have about 50 pounds to lose and they want to lose, but they don't want to take the steps to lose. Um, but, but but like my biggest thing is like just don't bullshit yourself because even if even if you eat five thousand calories in one day just put it in there and and it's it's I mean it you won't like looking at it but it's funny because when we're in like high school and you're like well if you cheat you're only cheating yourself and you're like I don't care this is a stupid test I just want to get a good grade and move on mm-hmm. from this class and now it's like yeah that's true because and it's it's so funny when you with it comes to tracking, it's like, if you don't know where you are, if you don't know where you want to go, how are you going to get there? Yeah. Like if you don't track and know what you're eating and know what you're consuming, then how are you going to hit whatever goal that you have? If that's your goal, if your goal is to gain weight, obviously the same situation. I mean, I don't know, I guess you could just eat like a jerk for you know a couple months and then keep working out and see how that works out. Yeah. And I, I like to tell people like to create a baseline, like do a week of your own tracking of what you're eating don't even change anything mm-hmm. and then like go from there and make small with small incremental changes that i always talk about on instagram because even if it's just cutting out like half the soda you drink like it doesn't have to be yeah. like like so many people think it's going to be like the first as soon as you start dieting um you, you gotta cut everything out you can only have kale and uh pita chips and <laughs> um and like chicken and yeah. some and some rice right and that's uh, that's about as far as a carb as you're gonna go and so often i'm like i'm like no i like i mean uh you know like for snacks sometimes i have like rice cake and peanut butter like it's not like it's all uh health food because it's it's like it's I, I kind of focus on like whole foods that i can eat that I can make easy especially like when you work full-time <laughs> and you have to come home and like make make something to eat and not want to just order pizza or Chinese pizza. Oh, pizza. I just P- killed a CPK pizza right now. A, 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 a what pizza? Uh, California pizza kitchen. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we don't have too many of those here in the East coast, but we have a few. Those frozen ones though, those, those frozen thin crusts, those are all usually under 900. So, you know, that's uh... <laughs> yeah, well... a <laughs> little planning goes a long way on those like months. the quest pizzas that become like a brick when you eat them i've never i've never had a quest pizza um they're okay because they're they're so they're so small because i would eat i mean <clears throat> the big problem the reason why i restart a, a hundred times probably more than that is because i love pizza and so the fact that you can walk in one get a little caesar's pizza i got a buddy of mine that owns an italian restaurant their family's pizza is amazing and then you can walk into every store and get a frozen pizza and you can have pizza in your face within 20 minutes. It's mm-hmm. just my self-control for a long time wasn't there. So. Do, do, do you guys have Hungry Howie's down there? Yes. Okay. So my, my one buddy I've went to- never been, he, never been to a Hungry Howie's. My, my, my one buddy front, uh, I work with, he is he was in, he went to college at uh, University of Advanced Technology in Tempe. And um, and he he like swore by, he like, he showed me in college, he actually had, because he was being cheap. He had like a stack of Hungry Howie's pizza boxes in his closet that was like six feet high because they were like, I think they were like five bucks oh, yeah. or something, Absolutely. something super cheap. I would do, we had a Little Caesars right right off campus mm-hmm. and Friday night, Saturday night, Tuesday night, 
five dollar dinner and maybe a midnight snack yeah absolutely if, if, if you plan it right yeah exactly <laughs> if you have the if you have enough you know self uh self-awareness not to eat the whole pizza first sitting yeah yeah i <clears throat> when i have when i do have it now like um i usually get the thin crust if i get like i mean like from like domino's or papa john's or something just because I can, I can have like so on I, I carb cycle so on the weekends I have carb heavy meals and I can have like three pieces of pizza as like my one of my carb heavy meals and it's like ten wings or I can have like almost a whole thin crust because the, the, there's a lot less carbs in the thin crust yeah, than there absolutely. is in the regular and it, it's 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 that uh, it's that um, tracking that helps you figure that out <laughs> to bring it back right exactly exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I just feel like tracking is the easiest way. It sucks. I will openly admit oh, it's yeah. definitely not the funnest thing to do for, you know, a long time. But once you do it for a while, I the, thankfully I eat a lot of the things that are consistent. So with me, it's a big thing is portion control. That was like my biggest like takeaway from tracking as I know now. The other thing too is once you do it long enough, tracking becomes really easy. Cheese universally is 28 grams for 110 calories. It uh, peanut butter universally is like 30 ish grams for 190 calories. You know, bread is around 100, 100, 110 a slice. So, like, once you do it long enough, it it just becomes real. It's like Weight Watchers. If people are in the program long enough, they can, they know a point without, they know what the points are just by looking at something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I know we're talking about tracking a lot, but it's, uh, it's the theme of our episode here. Um, But, you know, once you do it for a while and like when you eat the same stuff, like I used, I used the Fitbit uh, tracker because um, I have a Fitbit and I could have everything on the one app and I wouldn't have to go anywhere else. And yes. uh, so like I could see like my, like what my calories look like for the day on the app and stuff. So, but once I started adding stuff, like I actually started stuff I made, I would actually like create it and then create like the, like the name was like my last name, like who made it. Like mm-hmm. if it was like supposed to be like, you know, Domino's, right? But I would put my last name, and then every time I need to find something, I just type in my last name because <laughs> like, it's pretty. Like it's more unique. It's you know, <laughs> as long as you have a unique last name, if you have Smith or like yeah. Crocker, like you're screwed. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I like if there's one thing to learn from this episode, it's tracking. Um, so all aspects <laughs> of your life, every every aspect of your life comes down to track. Definitely. Um, so we kind of talked about cheat cheat meals because we talked about pizza a lot um so i like to ask people um because you know you had you had a 80 pound weight loss so did you did you see any side effects from your weight loss so i like to kind of group it in two groups which is physical and non-physical because there's some people i've seen on instagram i mean i'm one of them who have like lost physical size like height shoe size because your fat feet get smaller (laughs) you don't need like the size the the quadruple (laughs) e or the like, <clears throat> size are too bigger, um, or the non-physical is like um, sometimes like losing family or friends that you would hang out with because you don't do the things you used to do, or gaining friends or gaining con- confidence is a big one. I feel like um, things like that. Did, have you seen any of those kind of changes? I call them side effects, but really changes from your weight loss that weren't directly related to the weight loss itself. Yeah, the uh, the biggest one is like the shirt size. Like I can now fit into a three X ish, and then. It's uh, the big one too was like, you realize that a lot of social activities revolve around drinking because that's what I had a ton of people. I'd be, I'd be hanging out all weekend with people drinking, you know, Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, maybe a little Sunday fun day action. And then going back to work. Okay, cool. Maybe I hit a happy hour during the week. And then once you're like, all right, I'm going to like scale back or stop. It's just like, what am I doing at a bar? Like, there's nothing here for me. Like, yeah, I can keep drinking Diet Cokes, which is what I did for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Diet Dr. Pepper, because that's the drink of choice. Um, which, yeah, it's diet, I know. That's the, yeah. It's, the it, it's, probably, it's, probably the, it's probably the best tasting diet soda there is. Openly agree with you. Uh, it is definitely the one that tastes the closest to the actual soda. Um, but that's, so that's, I think, the one thing of, of the one, like, biggest change I've seen Mm-hmm. And so it's hanging out with different people because it's like, oh, hey, we do non-drinking activities more. So it's, I'm going to go hang out with them. And also who really wants, unless you want a DD every time, who really wants someone that's sober when everyone's making really bad decisions at one o'clock in the morning. 
yeah yeah i think um so i used to when i worked in a the movie theater i used to go to the bar with uh we used to go out after we were done with our shift on like friday or saturday nights or, or both and then we it started to become like i just didn't like sit in there because like we'd always have to because all like the bar we went to used to be like a dive and then they they upgraded it to like be modern and sleek and all that an actual bar yeah an actual bar and then like they got rid of all like the regular tables and put in all the high top tables and as you know as someone that's large um i i hate sitting at high top now i'm better at it because i don't have all the excess but when i was bigger i hated sitting at those because i would always like i'd always wind up with almost like standing because i'd have like one foot all the way on the floor and then like one foot kind of on the stool and i'm the whole time was just the worst um 100% doing the lean where your chair yeah. is under you got one foot and then you're just switching between what foot is yeah. up taking a little bit yeah. of break and, and not and not to mention when, when you're like four or five hundred pounds like that's a lot on your on, on like your feet each time right because you're, yeah. you're still putting a lot of weight on it and you're just like man i just can, can, can i go home now <laughs> And yes, yeah, so I, I and then I stopped working there, and then I stopped going out as much. Um, so yeah. So we talked about um, all your weight loss stuff so far. Do you have any like goals this year for like your weight loss, like to keep? Do you want to hit like a certain number or anything? Or yeah. So my goal by the end of the year is three, like three sixty, is mm-hmm. like the goal that I'm shooting for. Um, we'll see what happens with the kid and like how that throws me with a loop and sleeping and you know caring about tracking yeah. um but uh i think that'd be really doable really that's only like 18 pounds by the end of the year so, so that should be super doable as long as i'm like mediocre at tracking and working out yeah it should be uh because you know you you've already done 80 so yeah, exactly right that's gonna be yeah 355 would put me at 100 uh-huh. Um, which I, again, I think is, I think is super doable, but I also, if I hit it, I hit it. If I don't, it's the process. Like I'm not trying to stress yeah. over hitting a number on the scale. Cause there's so much more I can now like work out better and my clothes fit better. Like I just feel better. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not worried about that. that was the funniest thing about, uh, for the longest time I didn't do a leg press machine at the gym because I was so used to being so big that I couldn't fit in it. And then I finally did it and I was like, I can do it again because I hadn't done it in so long. And, you know, it's, it's like, I, I never tried to downplay like the, the amount of stuff that where you can fit. So like, like that, or like you mentioned the 3X shirt and like, cause I'm about the same. Like I, I wear some 3X, some four, depending on the brand. Um, I have some twos. I started by, this is why I did it. So I have like a guest room and I started buying like a size lower as I got into that size, like as I got into like a 4X, I started buying 3X stuff. So in 3X, I started buying 2X stuff because I'm like, I want to be prepared for when I make the change. Uh, and um, so I do have some 2X stuff, but it's just nice not having to buy all my stuff from DXL. Because <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mostly go to Kohl's because it's cheap and it's um, like they usually have stuff I can wear and they're big and tall. And it's just nice. Not I don't even need the biggest size they sell anymore which is even better because their biggest yeah, is like right. a four. But, you know, when I, I had to go to DXL a few weeks ago for, uh, I went and bought some cargo shorts, some shorts for summer. Cause I mean, I'm not in Arizona, so it's not summer all year round, sure. but, um, or short weather at least. But, yeah, exactly. uh, but when I went like, you know, I went there cause I was like, Kohl's, I can fit in their stuff, but they have such a slim selection of stuff that I can wear in shorts. So I was like, I was like, Oh, I'll go to DXL. And like, I went to DXL and I bought like three pairs of cargo shorts, which is hopefully the last time I ever go there. But, um, you know, and after I bought them, I'm like, yep, there went $150. Where, where it shouldn't, or whatever, it might've been 130, but it was still a lot yeah, of money. It's so it's stupid expensive for, for what you're getting. And I'm like, oh, cool. Cause I'm doing this much more fabric. It's double the price. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause at the other place, it's like, you know, $35 for a pair of shorts. And then it, there it's like $55. And I'm like, you ever notice how they're dead though all the time? Yeah, I don't know maybe how they stay in business. That's maybe that's the ones up here, but like I feel like they're all, every time I've gone into it, it's like me and like one or two attendants, and then sometimes you see one other person. So it was funny when I went and got the shorts. Actually, it was busier. Like there were like ten people in there, 
but I, which was surprising and it was also one of those weird things because it was like so I went to, when i went to pay there so you know i'm pretty tall myself like uh i'm like well today i was six one and a half at the when i got a physical but uh six two and like these guys were all taller than me bigger than me and, and one guy saw a suit on the rack and he's like he's like yeah you got that in a size 60 in like a 64 and i was like i was like i remember being that size i'm glad i'm not that size but i'm like you want a specific suit in a certain size? I'm like, good luck. Because especially when you get up there, because you're kind of at the edges of what they do at a 64. Because I think they do, I think they do like a 64 is the biggest. And whatever one they show as the show off suit on the, on the uh, mannequin, I ain't going to have it in the biggest size. <clears throat> but yeah. It's like so. having size 15 shoes. I walk into the store and I'm like, what do you have in this size? And then I'll figure it out. So, so that's the funny thing too when I go to DXL because when I've gone there because I wear like a 12 and I'm like I have the smallest shoe size they sell here because <laughs> it's, it's the one place where like 12 like it's like what 12 to 18 is what they sell so it's like you're right in the middle <laughs> but they're all yeah. they're, they're all ugly shoes so it doesn't matter but every time I see them I, I see an 18 I'm like Jesus <laughs> that's yeah it's a, it's a water ski like you can float <clears throat> You could go like it's it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so since this is becoming more podcast, I like to focus on more than just weight loss because there's other things in life than weight loss. So I know I know you do um, financial coaching, and you work in that. You know. So could you go into like how you got started with that and like what your goals are for that? Yeah. So over the last four years, me and my wife paid off $136,000 worth of debt. Wow. So yeah. And so we became debt free in March and it was a really interesting experience. We had a 1500 square foot house on a quarter of an acre in a really nice neighborhood in Phoenix. And then it, uh, and then we made the decision to sell it and we moved into a 400 square foot apart, 471 square foot apartment. Um, and this was, we re-signed our lease January, 2020. Mm -hmm. So me and my wife for the last year worked, both worked at home in a 400 square foot apartment. It was tight. fun. It was fun. It was tight. Yeah, it was, it, it worked out though. We, we learned how to communicate really well. Um, and Thankfully, we have two little dogs, so we would walk them four times a day, and we would go, like, um, there's, like, Tempe and Temp Tempe Town Lake, which is, like, an attraction there, um, where it's just, like, a really just a giant, like, river, uh, and we'd go walk around there, so we would, like, find places to go, but, yeah, it was just us in our really tiny apartment <laughs> for a long time, but worked out. We did it on purpose. We did it for a reason. So now, you know, we're debt free, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, so what doing with being debt free and like the whole process and realizing like, hey, it's, it's, it's back to tracking. You just got to do the biggest aspect of it is doing a budget, having a plan, plan for your money. Mm -hmm. So it's really helping financial coaching is helping someone get their financial habits correct. Because we all know someone that maybe has something brand new car, always has new clothes, maybe is always going out to eat, but like come Wednesday, they're like, I'm broke. I can't put gas in my car. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I can't go do this. And so it's getting them to actually plan a little bit. And then it's also getting people like out of the mindset of like, I'm always going to be broke. I'm always going to be poor. I'm never going to have anything. I'm never going to be able to retire. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's interesting because, um, uh, um, where I'm, where I grew up is a very depressed area. Like it's, I grew up in Pennsylvania. You know, there's a lot of old coal mining and steel towns mm -hmm. that all mm -hmm. went like they steel, well, steel left, the coal left, or the coal is still there, yeah. but a lot there's a lot less work. Let's say. Um. So what happens in these towns is, you know, people uh have to wind up doing like retail jobs or go back to college. To so when I was in college. I did some stuff. I, I did uh, credits at community college, and when I was there, there were people that were in their fifties going back to school, to because the steel the steel plant had left town, like, and that was like an employer of like two thousand people. So, <clears throat> so it was interesting in that aspect because people were like having to reinvent, 
but then also um i had a friend who i knew let's say acquaintance now more than friend um i knew from high school who you know when i i was back there and i saw them and they're like they're like oh they're like um they asked me something about you know what i do for work and stuff like that and then we got to talking and they were like yeah like i'm, I'm just trying to scrape by and i, I was <clears throat> and they're like yeah I, I cashed out my 401k at, at like what it was like 40 percent uh taxed right and I, 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 I said why would you do that and like well I, I just wanted the money i'm like yeah but that money you just lost you just lost over almost half like you lost half of whatever it was worth to get like an, and it was so they could buy a car like a, and not like not a functional not a car that they needed but a car that they wanted and i was just and i was i was like yeah and they're like they're like like well what wh wh why do you keep your 401k i'm like because i want to retire <laughs> like and, and and they're like well how much do you put in and i'm like well i put in like the max of what i can every paycheck because i'm like i want to i want to retire at like in my 60s i don't want to have to work till i'm 80 or whatever it is because you know I want, like i uh the phrase because there's people that, that live to work and there's people that work to live and i i'm the latter mm. um but but it, it's always interesting that the the like those decisions or where you'll like literally throw piss away like half your money on something oh, yeah. like that where it's just like a short-term like want where you, that you don't need and, yeah absolutely and so it's like, crazy go ahead how much like fast food like you you take a look at like you know, weight loss, you take a look at how much fast food or like going out to eat mm -hmm. on like a somewhat regular basis, like more than just like date night, more than just, okay, cool. I don't want to cook. Like that's our plan more than that. It's, you know, that money starts to add up quick. And so by changing that habit too, weight loss just naturally ensues. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so speaking of that, like when you plan, did your plan, did you like budget, like a certain amount for going out or getting takeout or something like that. And then that's all you had for like that week or two weeks or a month. Yep. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I find it, it's always interesting, like how people can get, you know, debt free. Cause that's nice. Uh, Cause I always look at my mortgage and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is going to take a while. Um, but, um, but then I also look at like, it's kind of funny cause on my 401k and my mortgage are with the same event uh, company. So I see them on top of each other. And like this past year, my 401k surpassed my mortgage in the amount. So I was like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and that's nice. And then it's like, and that compounding interest for the next 30 years is going to be even better. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just like what I, because I, I, I know plenty of people that, um, like from my family that, not extended family, uh, that really like they didn't have a lot at the end like towards the end of their lives because they were like they were really like relying on family to help them and that's where i don't want to be with my child or children uh tentative we'll go with child yeah. now um i i don't want to be there in you know 40 years i want to be able to like have my own thing and just stay with it yeah i have my own funds and i won't have to rely on them then because i mean I couldn't because who, who wants to be like 30 and like taking in their parents it's it's definitely you know they talk about that as like you know our parents is like the sandwich generation because they were taking care of us and probably taking care of their parents at the same time so it's just interesting to see that play out with people who didn't save or thought you know okay i'll have social security and or you know they had a pension with the same company and then enron and you know oh yeah seven and yeah. i mean everything all of those just went sideways yes so that was like the time when my 401k was like early and that like the 08 crisis and um i remember my mine like went down like you know five ten grand maybe or something which was minuscule compared to what other yeah. people's went down uh and you know i, I know people that lost a hundred thousand in the when they had theirs because they had no idea it was going to happen and you're just like there's a hundred thousand dollars gone in an instant um yeah, yeah. it's so, crazy so but the thing with that the and, and i'm not a, like a financial advisor or anything like that that's the big difference between that's the like the biggest distinction i make is like a financial coach helps with the money habits a financial advisor helps like tell you like hey pick this stock or these funds or this wants to do mm -hmm. that 
but you know, there's, there is some overlap and it's, as long as you leave it alone, typically, historically, the market average is 10 to 12%. Your money doubles every seven, every seven years. Like when people, the biggest one is like, what should I do? would be like, leave it. Just yeah. leave it. I mean, alone. I mean, they have those index funds that make it super easy just to pick, like pick your retirement age and just yep. pick the fund closest to that. Right. Yep. Exactly. If you, that's, if that's the, the bare minimum that you do, just put money there. Just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Don't borrow against it. Don't do anything. Just leave it. Let it go. Let it grow. And that's the that's the best option. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if if people wanted to like f- learn about your coaching more, where can they learn more about that? Yeah. So um, at Bob's Doing Things, which is my Instagram handle for my weight loss too, it kind of serves both functions um and then there's in the uh which I, I love that handle that's, that's it's it's, it's great <laughs> it covers so much it says i'm doing things and so it says i'm a man on the go um it's a at there in the there's a link where you can schedule a consultation if you want to actually talk or shoot me and i a dm i'm not that popular on there so i, I answer all of <laughs> thanks thankfully you know don't get me wrong hey. i take sponsorship money i'd 100 percent be like hey i want a you know a couple sponsored posts be like yeah i'll take that 100 percent uh <laughs> hey j- j- just hound like uh, real good foods and i'm sure they'll send you a box of food oh my gosh a yeah, microwaveable dinner <laughs> or lunches <laughs> uh uh yeah um so <clears throat> talked about your coaching um and I think it's super important because it, like I said, like this show is not just about weight loss. It doesn't have to just be about weight loss and like weight loss is a part of the whole, like financial health is also a part of the whole. Uh, so many people just get into massive debt and don't know how to get out. Um, so speaking on that, are there like some books, maybe like the one behind you that, uh, that you would recommend to people to like kind of start like looking at getting uh, to develop better habits or develop like just a better outlook on how to fix their finances if they to before they want to talk to you or yeah so it the the number one book i will recommend to anybody at any point in their life no matter what they want to do is atomic habits that's why it faces out looks all pretty i'm a huge fan of that book i read it last year and that changed my life um because it just it talks about starting small starting something that's super sustainable and then just keeping that growing I wonder where we heard that before. I know, right? That's crazy. Um, It's all about sustainability. And that's why I was saying tracking, tracking your calories, tracking your budget, tracking your daily activities, tracking, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever goal you want to achieve. That's if you know what you're doing, you know how to get there. So it's Atomic Habits is the number one book I recommend to anyone doing anything. If you want to change your life, read that book first. And then I used, uh, and everyone's not a huge fan of them, but uh, Dave Ramsey, I was a big, I'm a big Dave Ramsey guy. I'm actually a Dave Ramsey certified coach, which really just means that I took his training and I get to put that on the bottom of my signature. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Hey. Um, All right, cool. So the way I like to kind of get towards wrapping up the podcast is, um, so I I guess we, we usually talk about like an interest with the guest. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that might be your what we just talked about with your financial coaching. Yeah, that's. I mean, full time job, building the practice, pregnant wife. There's not. Um, I watch a little bit of football. I watch a little bit of sports on highlights, and that's pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you know, although I am thankful that I am not an Eagles fan right now. Wow. So, why, why, why is say, that? Why is that? I'm just gonna say that because you know I know that the Broncos have a quarterback may not be the best one you think Jalen Hurts is going to be y'all signed Joe Flacco that was just as a backup it's it's, it's also a homecoming because he's from South Jersey yeah sure and uh what did you say? Uh, who's your quarterback so it's either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Luck we don't talk listen it'll be one we'll have one it'll it's okay um so, some people on ESPN some of the talking heads on ESPN are actually picking the Eagles to win the East <laughs> I I I, th- I think Jalen Hurts will be okay. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire, but I think he's going to be better than what we had last year with Carson Wentz and then him coming in the last few games. Carson Wentz was looking good throwing though in uh, in Indy. So, what in practice? I mean, I guess it's practice. We're talking about we're talking practice. About, we can 
Yeah, we're talking about practice. We're not talking about games. We're talking about practice. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Oh, I never thought I'd pull that one out. So that's good. <laughs> All right. So the way I like to kind of wrap up the show is to uh, – it's a little segment called Brett's Corner. I ask five questions. You give me five answers-ish. And then, and then we uh, wrap it up. So are you ready? Yep. Okay. The next year, what movie, TV show, or event of any kind are you most excited for? So the birth of my kid is the event that I am most excited for. It's, it's the event of the cent, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. kind of the not a big movie guy as of lately. And, you know, there's always something on Netflix. So. I, always. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. That's my, that'd be my number one as well. And by the time this comes out, I'll already be there and you'll yeah, be very exactly. close. I'll be, I'll be close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two, what are two non-health related goals for the next year for, that you have? Yeah. So we are going to try to make it back to the Broncos game. Uh, that's really going to be a goal there in mile high. So, which is, you know, great, wonderful, spectacular, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they get Aaron Rodgers and then, you know, we'll actually have a winning season and then you don't worry about quarterbacks. Uh, and then the second one's just going to be, uh, actually going full time in my uh, in my coaching business. Uh, I, I have no doubt you can do that. The second one, the first one. Um, do you prefer like going when it's cold or like in early in the season? I like going when it's cold because I like being blah 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 because that is something I don't get to experience all the time. One living yeah. in Arizona, <laughs> and then two, being a former fat kid. Like it was never like we were there in 2017, right when everything was kicked off and I was walking around in November in like jeans and my Jersey and I was still hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I usually always went to, I always try to go to games in the, so the first game I went to the Eagles was like a new year's day game, like 2006. And I was frozen because we were up in the upper deck and all that. And so after that, I was like, I was like, no more, no more no more of these early these uh late season games so we we started going to like first game of the year nice. like september or whatever and then i went to a playoff game like last year and being a lot smaller and fitting in the seats and even though i was frozen uh because i was also in the upper deck again because i was cheap cheap being 220 dollar tickets yeah exactly <laughs> that's cheap seats are still like yeah but 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 yeah it was just like i was like i was like i like this a lot better now that i can fit and like i have a coat that fits and i have like i'm able to keep everything warm for the most part until the end of the game and i was like yeah i'm ready to go home now um and it was a terrible game all right so number three uh if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent what three pieces of, of advice would you give them yeah so first one read the book Second one is just literally just be consistent and start super small. Like I can't even tell you the number of times I've restarted, but the last time I restarted, I did it right, which was, okay, go 10 minutes. That's it. Go 10 minutes. That's it. Go 10 minutes for a week. That's it for working out. Okay. And then bump it to 15, then bump it to, I mean, if you Mm -hmm. have to start at five, start at five. If you have to start just going to like physically go to the gym and that's all you do, just start so small that you, it, there's nowhere to go but up. Because if you go, if you haven't worked out in two years and then you go for a full hour doing a full cardio and then your old weightlifting circuit at the weight you left off at, you're not gonna be able to move the next day or the next week possibly or re-injure yourself. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I don't wanna do any of that. Yeah, and, and like, I, I like to add like, you know, just cause you started, a, like if you started a weight and you see like some 13 year old girl like outlifting you, don't get discouraged cause you're not doing it, right? Yeah, like you're not. And, and that's kind of the third thing is you need to make sure you know why you're doing this. The, the biggest part that I think people can really overlook is why they're doing anything, why they want to lose weight. You know, if why you want to get your money together, why you want to change your life in general, maybe it's none of the above, maybe it's you want to stop drinking, or maybe it's, you know, you want a new job. It's like, why? Why do you want to do that? What's the real reason that, you know, oh, I want to look good naked. That's a very valid reason. But maybe like, I want to be able to walk my daughter or son down the aisle. I want to be around here for my grandchildren. I want to be around here. And that is so much deeper than I just want to look good naked. Not still, still a good reason. but Vanity can be a hell of a motivator. Oh, uh, absolutely true. And, and that's, you know, it's, I think motivate, and I have a very hot take on motivation where I think motivation is trash. 
I think I, motivation I, I gets you motivation may get you to start, but after the first time, it's not going to get yeah. you to go back the second time. Yeah. Um, unless I, you I, keep looking at something and then that's not good for you. Yeah. I usually say after the third week, motivation's dead. Cause you, you just got to make it in. It's, it's, I like to go back to like last year when I was doing a lot of walking, like the first couple weeks I did it and it consecutively every day. Like it was, I was just like, I hate it. Like I, I was motivated to do it. Right. Cause I was like, I was like, Oh, I can do this. I'm at home. I don't have, I don't have to go to work, blah, blah, blah. And then by the third week and fourth week, I'm, I was, I, I didn't have motivation some days, but then it just became like this habit where I, I got to be a routine and I just did it. Cause I was like, that's just my thing. And, 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 that, and that, that's where I find most people want to be is once it gets to be a routine, like it's not a big deal anymore. On the days that it sucks on the days you don't want to go on the days that mm-hmm. you're too tired to go on all those days, your motivation is usually not going to get you through the door. It's going to be the habits and the routines you build. Absolutely. Oh yeah. All right. Question number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most? Um, that it's all mental, that a lot of it is mental and it's, you know, it goes back to whether you can or can't, oh, I forget the quote, but a lot of it, it's so much mental. It's I, I, the last three months I've been doing intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. so I don't eat until noon. Well, my whole storyline growing up was, well, I need to eat within 20 minutes of waking up. I've had breakfast a handful of times over Mm -hmm. the last couple of months on Saturdays when I go with my wife yeah, and that's, I've been doing like 24 hour, 36 hour fasts. So it's, it's all mental. You can tell, if you tell yourself you can do it and then actually, again, start small and figure it out, you can do it. And I learned that about myself is that I actually, if I tell myself something and then I actually apply it, well, then it's, then I can follow through. Yeah. And it's so often that people will be like, well, I, I can't do that. And it's like, just get rid of the apostrophe and the T because you can, it's just, if you, do you want to do it? Cause it's so much of a difference between can't and won't. And then calling someone out on that too is really interesting. Be like, Oh, I can't do that. Be like, you can, or you don't want to. And then what? Be like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Cause I remember two different sentiments. somebody after I had been on one of the podcasts, they're like, you do intermittent fat. Cause I, I do intermittent fasting as well. And I'm like, that's so hard. I'm like, what's so hard about it? And they said, well, when I get up, I got to eat before work. And I was like, well, do you? <laughs> and, and, and they're like, well, yeah, because that's what I always do. And I'm like, well, you don't have to, but you can. Because yeah, it's, it's that training of that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. gets you started. Right. But, but then, then I, I, I said, okay. And I, I think I broke it down. I was like, breakfast means break fast. So what's the difference if you break your fast at 7 a.m. or at 11 a.m. or noon? Like it's a four hour difference. It could make a big difference for some people. I just find that I can, I can usually last. The only time I can't last is if I go to the gym to start my day, I have to have, uh, like I usually make a protein shake uh, in my blender, not, not a pr- pr- premier protein that everybody loves in their coffee. Uh, but, but, but I make that in my blender and, um, and, and that just to get, cause I, otherwise I go crazy because by if I work out before work, I usually go at like 5.30 or 6 in the morning. And then I, mm-hmm. by 10 a.m., I'm like jonesing for something. Because I'm like, get me anything. Like the one day I went down to the, work, we have like a full cafeteria. So I went down to the cafeteria and I, I got like a pack of Oreos. Because I was like, I just need something to right. hold me over till lunch. Because I, I didn't have, I had lunch, but I didn't want to eat my lunch at 10 a.m. either. Because at 10 a, then 2.30 rolls around and I'm like, all right, what am I going to have now? <laughs> it, it was just like be a cycle. And I, so yeah, so it's stuff like that. Like you just got to... It's, it's, it's part of its planning and part of it's just knowing like what you need. Yeah, exactly. That's the part when I work out in the morning and like right around then I get really, I just start chugging water and mm-hmm. then, but at the same time too, I also know 11, 1130, I'm like staring at that be like, just get there, just get there. And some days I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna eat something. Cause I also believe that if you mess with your body enough, it's also like kind of messes with it. So it's not the worst, mm-hmm. but there are definitely days where I, I'm like, okay, cool. First meal of the day is like at noon. Well, it doesn't turn out to be two. And then I have my set, my last meal of the day at five on accident. So really I've had, I've eaten within three or four hours, not because I'm trying to just because that's how it's worked out. And I, 
I stick to that. Yeah. And I've, I found with intermittent fasting too, like timing of meals is like, I've discovered that's more recent discovery is how important that is. Like having your meals, like, you know, space like about three ish hours apart instead of having like constant like feeding frenzy from like, mm-hmm. from like four, like say 4 PM to 8 PM or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I still eat breakfast almost every day though. I have like the breakfast food. I have probably uh, three to four days a week. Yeah, as my first meal. So okay, that's cool. See, I've there's never, no I, lunch food. Yeah, I, I I've never been a big uh, breakfast food person. So usually on the weekend, like one day, I'll have something that's breakfasty. Um, but I, I'm more of a, I've always been much more like, like whatever my lunch and dinner is is much more what I'm into. Especially once you get like steak involved. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, you can have steak and eggs for breakfast, right? So, <laughs> all right. So last question, which is always everybody's favorite. If in 150 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about Bob? The book would be called The Man with the Ginger Beard. <laughs> and the book and the blurb would be how a former fat kid learned that to have a lot of fun, you need to change your life. And it's awesome. Awesome. I like, I like that. I like that answer. It's, it's always an interesting one because it's never the same. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Okay. So, Bob, I know you already plugged where you're, you're at on Instagram, um, but I'll let you say it again and I'll add it to the show notes and we'll get everybody coming to your Instagram for all, all your Bob's doing things. And um, also, if you want to plug your podcast, because I know you have one as well. Yeah. Uh, not very. <laughs> <laughs> recording on it is sparse i don't think there's been a new episode in like two to three maybe four months but yeah so it's bob's at bob's doing things on instagram and then uh it's uh the bobcast on uh the bobcast for podcast on spotify itunes wherever you listen to your wherever you're listening to your to this in a podcast format it is probably there as well awesome well thank you for coming on i really appreciate it it was oh, i'm gotten most mostly oh actually it's all been my my friends from instagram <laughs> that have come on so far uh Great community. But, but yeah r- really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story and talking about a lot, a lot of different things mostly tracking uh and i hope to do this again and until next time this is the becoming more podcast and hey become more consistent <laughs>